a doctor, but you don't know where to start. Perhaps dentistry slipped your mind, but because of lack of resources, you dropped out of nursing school because you failed pharmacology. You don't come from the right family, so now you can't pursue pharmacy. You want to become a physician assistant, but you're unaware of their role in healthcare. Welcome to Melanin in Healthcare, the best uplifting healthcare podcast targeted towards healthcare students and aspiring healthcare students, bringing you the best necessary education, representation, and inspiration to encourage you to pursue your dreams in healthcare. Welcome to episode number six, Pharmacy School Edition. Today, I have a special guest, and she is going to talk about her journey to pharmacy school, why she chose pharmacy school, and tips for everyone else out there. Welcome, Rudy. How are you? That's like the best intro I've like ever heard. <laughs> Thank you. I'm doing well, doing well. Um, just finished up Zoom University, right. so I'm hanging in there. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And thank you so much for coming to the show. And so go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what year you're in and how far, how is it going so far? Whew, how's it going? Oh. <laughs> So I'm Rudy Wardlaw. I am a second year dual PharmD and PH student. So that means I'm doing both my doctorate of pharmacy and my master's of public health at the same time. Don't ask me what possessed me to do two degrees <laughs> at the same time because I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Um, so I'm in my second year uh, and second year for pharmacy school, it's like notoriously like the Oh crap year <laughs> like it starts off running and you're literally just trying to sprint and catch up right. so right now it's it's going um literally the past for the past like three weeks every monday i've had an exam um and then i'd have another one like in the middle of the week and i've got like three quizzes a week because mm-hmm. i'm in two programs um it's <laughs> go- <laughs> oh wow that, that sounds very extreme <laughs> so, yes it's very right so for those who don't know, why did you choose pharmacy? Why pharmacy and not, you know, dentistry or whatever? So it's really funny because it's like, you know how like when you're younger, you don't really know what you want to do, but somehow like everything like, uh, there's like an aha moment when mm-hmm. you like get to college or high school. And so I had actually always known about pharmacy, but what I knew about pharmacy was like my local Kroger pharmacist who was like super nice to me mm-hmm. or like my local CVS pharmacist who was like super nice to me. And so like, of course, I think like every single kid when they're younger wants to be a pediatrician. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone wants to be a pediatrician. So I was like, I'm gonna be a pediatrician. And then I got to HOSA when I was in high school. And the purpose of HOSA is to teach you about everything in healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there are so many different things you can do like podiatry, dentistry, but mainly, or at least when I was in high school, the main things that HOSA focused on was being a physician, a nurse, or a dentist, and a pharmacist. So that was like the four things. Mm-hmm. And really the dentist and the pharmacist part wasn't really talked about. It was like, oh yeah, also, here's this. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And so like, I was really, really interested in pharmacy because I loved my bio classes and my chemistry classes. And all my like examples that really made sense to me always had some like way had had to do with like drugs or mechanisms in the body mm-hmm. and I was like this is really cool mm-hmm. so I didn't really know much except for like they were called the pill pushers then right. and so when I went to college I was like I'm gonna keep my eyes open because like 
I do like medicine, but I feel like there's more that I want. Like I really like the science behind it. So I considered getting my PhD, um, but I really missed the whole like person to person contact thing. Cause I did some lab, re- I did some bench lab research when I was an undergrad and I didn't really enjoy it. I was like, I miss people. <laughs> Cause I was like in the lab from like, oh, I think I would, I would go to class from like eight to one and I'd be in the lab from like one to six. And it was just like, just me. And I was just like, and so I really missed the people aspect and so I started looking more into pharmacy because I was in Ochem at the time and literally I mean if you think about Ochem it, it always has to do with drugs like if you think about like the examples you get it's always have to do with like oh yeah the L enantiomer of this drug did this and but the S did this or the R did this and you're just like what so I really all my projects revolved around drugs and I was like okay this is a sign <laughs> so I looked more into pharmacy and I found out there was like different specialties and I was like ooh, now this is cool like no one like like there's no one that like knew that there was like pharmacy specialties unless you're in like pharmacy like when I talked to my, my parents they're like yeah oh what I'm like yeah so that got me really excited and so I shadowed and I like watched videos and I talked to people and I then went on my gap year when I was applying and I worked in the emergency room and I met two ER pharmacists and it was over after that. I was like, yep, this is for me. And so pharmacy it is. And now I'm crying every day after school. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they? <laughs> oh, yes. I Oh, so I will give the best example is probably my Mondays. So um, Mondays, I or starting the past three weeks, we have had exams on every Monday morning. Mm-hmm. So um, before exams, if or if I didn't have an exam on Mondays, then I would typically work at an HIV clinic as their student pharmacist. So I like see patients and I get their meds ready. I send them out. Um, I consult our physicians and our NPs and PAs from 8 a.m. to noon. And then second year classes, they actually start later on. So at one, I would have um, one to four, I would have central nervous systems, which is a lot when you think about it, like a three hour class just over the central nervous system. So um, I would say I'm in class about four hours a day on Mondays. I have club meetings, uh, which total about two hours because I'm in two different organizations. Um, one on campus and one off campus. And then after four, I am technically done for the day class-wise, but studying is definitely, (laughs) I think I study more time than I am actually in class. So if I'm in class for three hours on a Monday, I'm probably studying for about four hours or five hours after that. And then of course I run a blog, so that also comes into that. So I also do work for that. Right. And so you said there's a class on central nervous system, right? So yeah. for those who don't know, what does that have to do with pharmacy? So um, believe it or not, just about almost every drug um, has something to do with your central nervous system. Um, so we've got sedatives, we've got um, your anticholinergics, your nicotinic drugs, like there's so many things. And then it comes into things such as like um, treating epilepsy, um, treating narcolepsy. Um, and then of course, when it comes to those of you who, those of you listening who might wanna be surgeons, um, all of those drugs that you use during surgery um, to put the patient to sleep, 
how sleep are they going to get? <laughs> uh, how are we going to get them up? And then what's going to happen if something bad were to happen? So um, are we going to need atropine because their heart rate has inc- like completely decreased? Or do we need um, drugs in relation to like glaucoma and stuff like that? So it's crazy because it's like you don't think of things like lisinopril, you know, um, being something related to your central nervous system, but it actually is. So just about, I think, I know one of our major pathways or one of our major proteins like GPCRs, there's 458 drugs alone that mess with GPCRs. And that's part of like a central nervous system pathway. So yeah, just about everything um, has to do with your nervous system or different um, diseases of the nervous system. <laughs> right? Yeah, isn't it cool? <laughs> <laughs> and so what challenges have you faced as a pharmacy student? Ooh. Um, I would say the biggest challenge, honestly, this is probably like across the board as a student in general, um, switching up your study habits. You know, not everything works for every class. Um, CNS is our hard class, essentially, for this. Um, this is our big class this semester. Right. And, you know, my first year I kind of breezed through because I was like, oh, this is cool. And like when you're excited about something, you typically like put more effort into it. And so CNS, I thought it was really cool in the beginning. And then I was like, whoa, uh, wait a minute. We just did 64 hours of lecture and now you want to test me? And you realize like there's a like you have to change up your study habits. And I feel like that's the hardest thing because like when you're used to like doing something, like say you did a Quizlet and that's how you got by. Like, no, now you need to like know the pathways in every single enzyme. And you're like, oh, Quizlet's not gonna cut that. <laughs> or just knowing knowing when to like time management. That's a huge thing, especially like for me as a dual degree student, like right. my calendar is literally my lifeline. <laughs> right. So I know that some students Okay, so for me, I want to be a medical doctor. And so I know that some students do an MD, PhD. And mm-hmm. so I guess the first two years. So how, how does it work specifically for a pharmacy slash MPH? Is it two years of pharmacy and, you know? Each school is actually different, which I uh, recently found out. My friend goes to another school here in Georgia. And for her, um, she gets a year off during pharmacy school to complete her MPH. So I guess they fit it all into one year for them. Um, For my school, I get five years to complete my PharmD and MPH. And I actually prefer that more because I feel like it gives me time to like be like, I'm just gonna take one class this semester or I'm just gonna take two classes this semester. Um, I also love this aspect because for my specific school, three of my pharmacy classes actually count for the MPH program. So I save about $10,000 doing that right there, as well as um, for rotations, our last, our fourth year is um, essentially a year of rotations. And so I do have to do an MPH internship, but because there are things such as the United States Public Health Service or the Indian Health Service or the Bureau of Prisons, all which have pharmacies and pharmacy services, I can actually spend one of my rotation blocks um, being the pharmacist or the student pharmacist um, on an Indian reserve reservation. Um, I can go to Alaska um, and do like my internship that way, as long as it's the combination of pharmacy and public health, which I love a lot. Uh, we do have PhD programs too here, 
one of my classmates is doing it and for him he gets or he's expected to be here um eight years okay. yeah and so what specialty are you interested in and what specific training do you need for this specialty or does that exist in pharmacy <laughs> yes yes so i'm really excited about this question because like this is like um kind of new so i last time i spoke with you i had just got a internship at an hiv clinic and it was like super random because i volunteered with this organization last year and then this year when COVID hit um they needed more people to like help out and stuff and i was like oh yeah i can do this if you guys need help and they're like uh yeah and so it actually turned into a job so i serve as a student pharmacist in an hiv clinic where we have an in-house pharmacy um so this is what we would consider in the pharmacy world amcare so amcare is like you have a pharmacy inside of like a physician's office or inside of like um, a medical group's office and it's very beneficial for patients because it's a one-stop shop like my patient might come in he has his um, cd4 labs and all that stuff checked and then he goes down the hall and he comes to me and I counsel him and I make sure he has the, um, everything set up for assistance funds to get this medication for free. Um, I consult the physicians of like, hey, like this person might also need this. So like, it's really, really beneficial because like with within a phone call, I'm like walking down to his office, like, hey, like this was written wrong or, you know, the patient actually shouldn't be on this because this lab is this. And so now I definitely see myself going into HIV care um, so typically for a pharmacist, it would be two years of residency. So I would do a general residency first year, which is like all, all things. So we have internal medicine, we have cardiology, we have infectious diseases, we have um, solid organ transplants, which is really super cool as well. Um, we have neurology, emergency medicine, oncology, and pediatrics. And then there's other ones that you can add into there, um, such as like toxicology, which is really cool and you could work at a poison control center. And then the second year, I would specialize in infectious diseases. And then from there, I could get a certification um, as an American Academy of HIV pharmacist. Oh, wow. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really cool. When I, I love when people ask me about this because they're like, where are you going to work, CBS? I'm like, no, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> give an incoming undergraduate freshman who has no idea about the path to pharmacy but they want to be a pharmacist I feel like this is the best time or like you guys this generation you guys have it like really really well because social media is huge like when I was applying to pharmacy school I think I knew I like I didn't know that there was like med twitter med twitter or like med instagram you know to where you can like find people and, and like like actually follow them along their journeys and like ask them questions and if you're like an incoming undergraduate student follow those people honestly because like especially with corona like we can't meet up for coffee you know which i had done i've done before i've met up with students who were like wanted to ask questions for coffee like that was fun and like you get to like tell them about like your field why you're passionate and then answer their questions so unfortunately corona is stopping that but take advantage of social media like there are so many amazing like nurse bloggers pa bloggers med bloggers podiatry bloggers <laughs> dentistry bloggers pharmacy bloggers like there are so many people out there on instagram and twitter that you can literally follow and 
ask them questions. Like I have no problem asking questions. I think I answer like 10 questions in my DMs a day. <laughs> and like, just like getting to know them and understanding why they're passionate about it, um, as well as seeing what you can do um, in those fields. Like, so I mentioned to someone on my Instagram story the other day that um, I work in an HIV clinic and they're like, what? Like, please explain. Like, and I did that. So it's like being able to ask someone a question immediately is really nice compared to having to wait for like a few days to set up like a coffee date. Um, of course, Zoom is also a really great resource. So if there is someone you want to connect with in the med world or the dentistry world, ask them if they would join a, a quick Zoom call. That's true. That's true. If you could do it all over again, what would you change about your path? Oh, that's hard. <laughs> oh, um, okay. I would probably, so I don't regret my gap year. I don't regret what I studied. I think I would probably, I think I would major in something else. Like I absolutely love public health. Um, so I got my bachelor's of science in public health with a minor in chemistry and um, loved it. Absolutely love public health. Like Honestly, if you're going to medicine, no, like anywhere, any field, you're a public health practitioner, honestly. Um, I probably would have studied like neuroscience or something like that. Um, because I know, I know when you're an undergrad, everyone assumes you have to be a bio major and a chemistry major. Um, but honestly, if you study whatever you're passionate about and you just take those, those um, prereqs, you're fine. My um, other classmate who was a writing major, because that's what she was passionate about, and still got all A's and all her prereqs, you know, and is still where we're still where we're at now. Right. Um, or my friend that majored in um, art, and she's in dental school. Wow. So I would definitely have majored in something like neuroscience. Um, I've always loved the brain. Like I don't know why, um, and that's why CNS is like really really cool to me, but also so much information. Um, so I've always loved the brain. I probably would have studied like neuroscience or something. Okay, okay. Where do you see yourself in five to seven years? Let's see. <laughs> Hopefully I'm graduated. Um, let's see, five, so PPP4, two years. Okay, so I will have finished school, done two years of residency. So hopefully I will be in my official like big girl job. <laughs> the one that where they, they can actually like call me and I can answer the question and I'll be like did I answer that right <laughs> so hopefully in my, in my official big girl job then um living life paying student loans I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh so um any last tips oh keep going right. keep going no matter what like I think a lot of us we look at obstacles that we're facing right now, but it's like in the long run, it's so worth it. Right. It's like patients and getting to interact with patients and just seeing their smiles, it's gonna be worth it no matter what you do. Like no matter if you're in podiatry, dentistry, pharmacy, anything, just keep going. Cause like, it's not always about us right now. It's about those people we're gonna take care of in the future. How did you prepare for the big standardized test that pharmacy students have to take before they get in? What is it called? Oh, the PCAT. Okay. Oh, uh, so I, um, so, and this is the funny thing. I had prepared for it for so long, but I actually did early admission. And my early admission interview was right before my PCAT. 
and I had already got accepted because of like my GPA and everything. And as well as because I had already taken the test for um, MPH. So I had already got accepted and I was preparing for it. And um, they were like, well, actually you could waive it if you want because you've been accepted and you've already taken the other exam. And I was like, so I, (laughs) yeah, I know, I was so mad. I spent about basically the summer. So I was actually in my gap year, which helped so much when I applied because I graduated in May and the applications opened um, July. And so basically I had started in April just kind of like preparing my like study routine and I was kind of studying. And then as soon as I graduated in May, like May to July was just like rigorous studying when I wasn't working. Um, Luckily, since my degree was in chemistry, that came very easily to me. Um, The only things I really had trouble with was like bio because it's always the opposite. If you love chemistry, you hate bio. And if you like love bio, you hate chemistry. And I hated bio (laughs) when when it came to college. Like, so... Yeah, it was just rigorous studying. Um, there are a lot of good resources online and stuff, um, as well as I found people who had already been in um, pharmacy school and I um, asked them like, hey, what was a good study technique you did? Because obviously you've taken the exam. Um, so that's another good thing about social media is a lot of people will talk about how they prepared for um, the MCAT for you guys or the PCAT, the DAT, um, or the HESI. Is the nursing one? I can't remember. I know my friend just applied. Something like that. <laughs> but um, that's another good thing about social media is just asking people, hey, what did you have, what did you have the most trouble on when studying? And how did you study? And how can I not spend a thousand dollars trying to study? For real. So like and yeah, so I studied for about I would say just about three months. It would have been longer if I had actually taken my exam. I think it would have been like five months by the time I had taken my exam. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Rudy, for joining us on episode number six. It was a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> oh, same, same. It was good seeing you. Yes. And for um, for anybody who wants to contact you, do you have, uh, I can't even talk. What is your social media <laughs> or, you know, social media that they can contact you or follow you on? Yeah. So on Instagram, uh, my name is Roots in the Pharmacy. So it's R-U-U-D-S underscore and then in the pharmacy. And then from there, I have links to everything else. So that's the only name you have to remember. <laughs> okay, so I'll just link it down like below. Yeah. Okay, and so for more education, representation, and inspiration, stay tuned for episode number seven. Everyone have a wonderful day. <laughs>